This is Richard Cloutier Reports on 680 CJOB. Back to school this week. Tanya Henry, how old was James when you discovered he has an allergy? Uh, To peanuts, I believe he was just under two years old. And uh, was it a shock at the time where he had a reaction and you had to do something? It was a shock, uh, mostly because he had been tested um, because of a milk and egg allergy. We asked them to test for peanuts. milk and eggs. I know. And we were told he wasn't allergic to peanuts. And we were actually encouraged to give him peanuts, uh, peanut butter early, so that we could kind of keep that allergy away. And so the first time we gave him peanuts, we were very confident and he literally developed uh, like a red beard uh, instantly, and uh, it was very, very scary. Still yeah. allergic to milk and eggs? No, he outgrew those uh, uh, around two years of age, from birth to two years. You're hoping then he'll grow out of the peanut allergy at some point? I'm hoping, but I think we're just moving on with our lives until that moment. What's back to school like for your family then? Um, it's exciting. And uh, at the same time, it's very nerve-wracking for me. Um, it's It can be quite overwhelming to think about uh, all the possibilities, as any parent would, but I have this whole other suitcase of fears that I carry with me everywhere I go. We'll talk more about that in a moment. 680 CGOB's Kim Lawson joins us now. Kim, are, are we seeing a lot of these allergies in, in our community? Is it is it growing Do you get that sense at all? It is. And I had a chat with an allergist and talked about that. And she said that food allergies especially have really exploded compared to what they were before. She said about a generation ago, we saw other allergies really come on the scene. But it it is a newer thing to see all of these kids with food allergies like we do now. And the allergist um, weighs in on this and some some other issues. That's right. Eleanor Simons is a clinical scientist at the Children's Hospital Research Institute of Manitoba. She researches allergies and what causes them, but she also deals with patients after they have that first scary incident with their child. And we started with the basics. What is an allergy? Um, An allergy is the body's reaction to uh, something that is usually innocuous, so not harmful in the environment to most people. Um, People who have an allergy have a different reaction, a serious reaction um, that can be life-threatening. When we talk food allergies specifically, what are the most common food allergies that we see here? Um, In young children, the most common ones are peanut and milk and egg. And in older children and adults, uh, other types of nuts, fish and shellfish are also common. So the high protein High protein foods. <laughs> Do we know why it's those kind of foods and not other things? Well, the protein is what the the molecules in the body that trigger the reaction mm-hmm. are uh, are reacting to. What are those symptoms? What is actually happening in your body when you have an allergic reaction, and what are you seeing on the outside if someone is if someone else is having one? Anaphylaxis is a, a multi system release of mediators or chemicals in the body that triggers symptoms from uh, rashes, so hives, uh, swelling. Symptoms of throat closing, trouble breathing, um, and it can also make the body go into shock. So people can faint or get really sleepy looking. It's a very wide variety. They can also get sick, you know, feel nauseous or vomit. Is it easy to recognize or is it sometimes mistaken for something else? It can be very subtle, particularly um, if the patient doesn't, if the child doesn't know that they have an allergy. Um, the rashes are, are the most obvious symptoms, but some of the others are quite subtle. 
when we talk about food allergies, how severe can these be? People usually, if they know someone with a peanut allergy, they know that they shouldn't eat a peanut or eat peanut butter. But it's often even more subtle than that sometimes. And I think that's maybe where some misconception lies. Yes, many people can react even to tiny invisible amounts, such as what would be transferred on a spoon, you know, going from one dish to the next, or on a child's hands if someone reached in to grab someone's food. And then even if they didn't get any, they might leave some... Uh, contaminants or some some molecules of the of the food allergen there. It must be really scary for parents that are dealing with young kids who you can't really teach them about what they're going through, and it's invisible things even around you that can really put your child in danger. Uh, yes, it's it's scary. It's time consuming. It can be expensive, uh, both in terms of time and and money in in preparing different food and uh, having the medications available. So it's a a big learning curve for families. They need to figure out what to do in their own homes. But then as kids get older, they start going to preschool, they start going to daycare, they start going to school. And that's a whole other thing for parents to have to worry about their child's not so much in their control anymore. Yes, and they rely a lot on uh, parents of friends, daycare workers, teachers and other school workers uh, to help keep their children safe. There seems to be conflict. If we've got a kid that's got some kind of food allergy and their classroom is asked that parents don't send peanut butter, sometimes you have some parents thinking that that's frustrating or thinking that maybe it's an overreaction, whereas the parent of the child with an allergy is just really hoping that the other parents are going to comply. Why do you think there's that tension between the two sides and how do we go about alleviating it? Um, some of it may be lack of understanding and some of it may be you know, differences in needs of, of various children and that's that's hard to keep keep all together. The, the bottom line is all of these reactions can be potentially life-threatening. They can be scary uh, both for the child that's experiencing them and the, the teacher or whoever who's having to, to manage them but also for their, their peers. So it's to everyone's advantage to not have a situation like that um, happen in the classroom. Allergist uh, Elaine or Eleanor Simons with 680 CJOB's Kim Lawson. Tanya Henry is here, mom of James, who has a full blown peanut allergy as well. Kim, you know, frustrating, and I'm a parent of a, a child with a, or an adult now with a peanut allergy. You get the sense that um, through research, they're making strides into being able to treat or cure this. She says that's what they're looking at right now, and really the most effective thing would be to prevent it from the start. So they're doing lots of studies. There's some going on here in Winnipeg, around Canada, and around the world, looking at if we give kids peanut butter at X age, does that help ward off an allergy? Or what is it in our genetics or in our bodies that cause these things? Because there still kind of is very little understanding of what causes them and why they've become so common compared to before. But the reality is, Tanya, back to school produces all sorts of fear. We can talk about the theory of research, but your reality is you have to keep your son away from peanuts. Yes, I do. And how is that going? Is there a lot of cooperation from from the school? Um, I'm very happy to say from uh, my school, yes, absolutely. Um, A very wonderful surprise last year when my son was entering kindergarten, we received a letter home that uh, the teacher and the daycare worker who works with the kindergarten kids in my son's class sent a letter home saying, we have decided to not have... um, treats and cakes and things brought for birthdays. Instead, we're going to find lots of different ways to celebrate your kid's birthday. If you want to give your kid a special treat on the day, great. 
we're not going to bring in outside food, which I got to be honest, is one of the toughest things for me, that outside food given to my kid. So that was such a, a wonderful supporting surprise for me last year. Does he know that he has to stay away from peanuts? Oh, absolutely. He knows. And before he knew, his big sister knew. And we talk a lot with him about it. He carries an EpiPen. Does he know how to use it? Uh, he carries the EpiPen with him, um, on him at all times. Um, we've talked to him about using it, but at, he, at this age, he probably wouldn't be able to administer it himself. He would be with adults, though, that know how to use Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. I'm curious to know when what you see as the disconnect between, and do you run into parents a lot who maybe don't know your son has a food allergy and complain about not being able to send peanut butter? And, and is it often from just a place of ignorance, or what leads to that kind of attitude? You know, I... Yes, I've had, um, I would almost say it's almost a little bit pleasurable when a parent is very honest about um, their issues with this all this peanut-free stuff um, because then I can address it um, and they're being very honest and I'm getting to the heart of the matter. And I think there's, yes, I think there's a level of just not understanding um, a disconnect between this theory of a child with a peanut allergy versus meeting someone, putting a face to that. Texting, my son has been anaphylactic to dairy since he was six months old when he reacted to goat's milk. He's three and a half years old and knows that uh, he can have dairy, peanuts, uh, sesame, and eggs. It's challenging as a stay-at-home mom, and I'm very anxious for when I do send him to school as we live in a small community that is not allergy aware. Tanya Henry and 680 CJOB's Kim Lawson with us. Um, and we're talking about peanut allergies. And James, another texter, says, I quit my job to stay home with him as it was putting too much stress and anxiety to think about putting him in a daycare with the fear he'd been exposed to an allergen at a young age. I care for a few other kids throughout the week and provide all food to ensure my son is not exposed to a food that will cause a reaction. You can understand that mom's fear, can you? Oh, I absolutely can. Um, sometimes I just want to wrap him up in a, a bubble and keep him safe and never let him out of the house, for sure. You can't be too afraid, but you also have to let them live their life. You can't put them in that bubble. You can't put them in bubble wrap. Absolutely. And I think that's why including kids... Um, including um, these children in all of our programs and making everyone allergy aware will actually help um, them feel safe, but also teach people so that they can help keep my son and other children safe as well. Kim? Do you feel like you have to sometimes be bad cop or bad mom in that process if you have to say, you know what, I know you made these and you mean well, but my son just can't eat them. I've, or... ha- I've had to have many very awkward conversations. I'm a people pleaser. I, I want everyone to like me. And when that mom proudly says, I made these special Rice Krispies for your son and and here you go. And I have to say, I'm so sorry, but these have a contaminant I can't give him. When he was allergic to dairy, they were made with butter. I'm so sorry. It's it's really tough, but at the end of the day, being polite and then spending a night in children's hospital isn't really an option. So I try to be as as upfront and um, as gracious as possible. Has he had a reaction at all? Has he gotten into trouble with it? Um, with the peanuts, it was only the first mm. time. Um, he is also allergic to pineapple, and uh, the wow. first time we discovered that, 
Uh, we had to call an ambulance and they had to come and assist us. We didn't use the EpiPen, but it was close and we had to go to Children's and go through a whole process. And we should emphasize that uh, the cost issues with EpiPen on this side of the border aren't what they are in the United States. Um, You know, and and many people made that assumption. No, that's not the case. It's still a reasonable cost. But uh, and as your children get older, sometimes we forget that that EpiPen only lasts a year and you have to renew it on that annual basis. And I've just found through personal experience is that we focus in when our kids are young, but once they become teenagers and start to rebel and they're away from you, um, hopefully you've equipped them that they'll ask those proper questions. But um, I'll tell you, it's it's a different type of fear as they get older. Yeah, I am. I've tried really hard to uh, set this into place with uh, James and the people around him to I continue to be vigilant. Um, I'm also a high school teacher, and I do ah, see what well, you're talking you about there with the go. kids who one kid tried to go to Europe without their EpiPen. <laughs> so, yeah, it is something that uh, over time we kind of relax a little bit more on. What does James think about his allergy? And does James notice that maybe sometimes that makes him different than other kids? Oh, absolutely. I think it's it's um, it's been very hard in some ways, um, and we've worked really hard to make it easier for him. Uh, when we go to birthday parties, um, I make a point of um, encouraging parents. I want my son to be invited to these parties. I don't want him to be excluded, but he can have the cake, so we will pick out a special treat. Or I'll even, when he was younger, I'll say, what's the theme of the cake? And if it's a cartoon character, I'll even try to find a little cartoon character to put on his little cupcake and try to include him. But I also think he's taking it um, with with stride. He understands it's a safety thing, and and that's all he's known his whole life. So he does understand. Tanya Henry, I thank you so very much for spending a little bit of time with us. Best of luck in the school year, and give our best to James. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Richard Cloutier reports on 680 CJOB.